tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome into this episode of Chamber Chat Live. We are on Facebook Live. But before we begin, we would like to thank our 2021 Mission and Vision Partners, our MVPs. Uh, these organizations have stepped up to be sponsors of the uh, Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. And there's a lot of programming that can't happen without their help. So we want to thank each and every one of them individually. Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce 2021 Mission and Vision Partners. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Bill Vitiello. I am the Director of Institutional Relationships and Marketing for the Victory Bank in Limerick. Welcome again to another episode. Uh, before we begin and, and launch today's episode, we have a very special guest today. Very special. Um, <laughs> there we <laughs> go. Yeah, I'm going to turn it over to Eileen, who is the President of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce with her president's desk. So Eileen, take it away. Thanks, Bill. I just wanted to continue the conversation today as I've done the last couple of shows, we've talked about the strategic planning process and the discussion that the board is having on the future of our organization. And I've shared the cornerstones. Uh, last week, I, or last show, I mentioned the changes to our mission and vision and one of the other things that our board adopted at their last meeting was values. And I just wanted to share them with you. And I actually have a prop. This is an old chamber member plaque when the chamber used to be the Pottstown area, Chamber of Commerce. And the words on the inside are integrity, leadership, and progress. And those are the same things that we have adopted as three values that we are using to guide our organization. Integrity means good fiscal stewardship, ethical decision-making, and transparency in all matters, which we try and do. This is, again, our members' chamber. We work for you, so we wanna make sure that we are working in your best interests and staying honest and open about everything that's going on within the organization. Uh, leadership, build and maintain a positive business environment, practice servant leadership, accept accountability, and embrace diversity. Again, through our different programs that we offer, we're able to focus a little bit more on that leadership component, uh, also in the service of our board of directors, as well as other volunteers serving to fill that leadership piece and act in a way that uh, identifies us as a leading organization. And the last item is progress, create community and regional partnerships, achieve goal alignment, pursuit of increasing investor value, and adaptability to an ever-changing marketplace. I think we're doing that, whether we liked it or not. Uh, the progress piece has come into play over the last uh, year, and we've really had to adapt, really align our goals with what our members needed. Uh, and really, we are working very hard to increase the value that our members see and create the opportunities that help them grow their business. That's ultimately what we are here to do. So. Those are the new or should existing values that have always been a part of this organization, but we do want to identify them uh, and want to continue to market them. And of course, hope our members act in those same uh, ways as they are doing business throughout our community. And then I would just direct everybody for events. 
Uh, always you can check the chamber calendar at tricountyareachamber.com and that's where you will find our most up-to-date event calendar uh, and the opportunities that exist for education, for networking, uh, and for relationship building. And that's all I have for today. No, that's that's great. And I'm I am not gonna lie to you. I thought you were gonna holding up a plate at the beginning. Oh, it's glass. <laughs> I'm like, why is she holding up a plate? I'm gonna wait to the, <laughs> I can't get it in the screen. I know. I know, but I think it's I think it's cool that we're holding up an old plaque. I think that just speaks to how long the chamber has been around and what it's meant to the community that it continues to operate through all these years. Um, and then also to your message too, that the chamber keeps reinventing itself. Um, it wasn't the same chamber that it was, um, you know, decades ago. It needs to constantly evolve with different things that are happening in the community. And this pandemic is just a perfect example of that, um, how you're shifting things. So great message. No, Thank you. Great work trying. by you and the board. Thank you. And again, we are trying and it is our members organization. So, you know, if it's not meeting the needs, we want people to let us know that so we can figure out what needs to change. Yeah, definitely uh, provide us feedback on that. Again, it's like Eileen said, it's your membership. Um, you know, even with the show, if you want to see something a little bit different, email <laughs> us in, just uh, message us, uh, which is podcast at tricountyareachamber.com, by the way. So Eileen, thank you so much. Are you signing off from the president's desk? I am signing off. There you go. Great I like afternoon, it. Good everybody. <laughs> thank you so much. So thanks once again for uh, joining. And just to be upfront with you here, um, we had a little bit of a scheduling rearrangement uh, that we needed to do. So uh, we are gonna shift things a little bit today. Um, Drew, if you're available, I'm gonna bring you in. Um, I'm gonna introduce our special guest today, but I've already been introduced. <laughs> Drew, you're on, you're on mute there, Drew. Here it is. Uh, it's a little bit delayed. Yeah, now I, now I can hear you, but uh, we're going to take the opportunity. Um, I think there were some folks that wanted my backstory, I guess, or how this even came to be sort of thing. So I have no idea what Drew's going to ask me. So I'm on the hot seat today. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's this is going to be fun. Uh, I've been wanting like to do that. this and and redo this in, in, in kind of a different type of context. Uh, but before we jump in, hey, everybody, my name is Drew Griffin. Um, I help out with the Chamber of Commerce, specifically here with Chamber Chat behind the scenes, typically. Um, I, I typically have a phase four behind the scenes uh, type of, of situation, but I am elated to be hanging out with my friend, colleague, and uh, somebody that I've learned a lot about business from today with Bill Vitiello. Um, I run a small uh, boutique uh, development firm, a, a marketing firm, and that's kind of what we do behind the scenes with all this kind of stuff. And you know, today I wanted to first come off and and recognize the amount of work that you do here, uh, volunteering with the with Chamber Chat, and then specifically, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the evolution of Chamber Chat. Uh, number one, first, how it came to be, and then secondly where it is today and where we see things going, or at least where you see things going with this. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit of your backstory about Chamber Chat in of itself and, you know, why you actually brought this to the table with, with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce and, uh, you know, the opportunity that has provided you to connect with chamber members and other types of businesses and that sort of thing. So if you wouldn't mind, maybe speak to that just a little bit and kind of how the uh, chamber chat came to be and then, uh, you know, where things are today. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the question. Um, 
you know, it's interesting to see what it is today compared to what it was in the past. In fact, we were looking at some old pictures of when I was just set up recording in the chamber office uh, and it looks so much different. But this was an idea that I approached the chamber with uh, some time back. I had interest in, you know, potentially doing some podcasting personally um, and kind of gotten into that and sort of use of the rhythm of building an episode and interviewing and, and st things like that. So I approached uh, Eileen at the time and I said, hey, I said, would you be interested in doing a podcast for the chamber? And my intention there was to bring on members uh, who wanted to share their story. Um, not necessarily meant to be a half hour advertisement, but you know what? There's some members that can't get to some of the networking events or don't get a chance to connect with the other members uh, like they should or they, or they could. So, um, so this was an opportunity for them to come on and kind of share their story and explain a little bit more about their business as well. So Eileen said, sure. She's like, if you were willing to navigate all the technical end of things. And I said, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm happy to do that and, and kind of figure that out. So, um, so that's what we did. We just kind of started. Um, I think Eileen was the, our first guest. Uh, we, of course we needed to introduce her. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we just kind of went through the chamber staff and then we started interviewing some folks uh, who were brave enough to <laughs> sign up uh, for the podcast. And, you know, we did, uh, what, three successful seasons uh, as a podcast and then flipped this into Chamber Chat Live on Facebook when the pandemic hit, I think. I think that's the way the timing went. Um, but I wanted to do it for, a, again, one reason was I, I feel like that it maybe um, satisfied my curiosities a little bit with doing a podcast, uh, for one. And then two, it helps me connect more with people in my community. And, um, you know, being in the role of business development, my responsibility is to find matches uh, for the Victory Bank and banking with us um, to see what opportunities present themselves and how we can help them. And a lot of my energy is is outward. And, uh, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time at the networking events and making phone calls and that sort of thing. And I said, well, what if there also was a mechanism where folks would maybe come to me? And I still develop those relationships in a little bit different way. So I got a chance to meet so many great people. Um, you know, some of them have developed relationships with us and me. Um, others I'm, I would be anxious to reconnect with. Uh, so, you know, it's just an opportunity to continue to connect with folks in the community, which is something I, I greatly value. Um, and then, you know, where do I see the future of this going? You know, I don't want to say sky's the limit, but almost sky's the limit, right? Like I see a lot more on location type um, uh, chamber chat lives happening. So maybe there's a business out there would, that would like to sponsor maybe a month long, uh, you know, hosting us for a month long chamber chats um, or um, it's, it's something like that. I, I want to get on location more because I want to get the real feel of a business, um, you know, and what they have to offer. So I, I feel like that's almost in the immediate future, but I almost feel like chamber chat can be a conduit for local news and events, um, far beyond the reach of the chamber, um, and more into our community where, you know, the chamber and chamber chat becomes the authority for news, uh, and events in Pottstown. So, um, again, that's kind of the, uh, the wish list. But <laughs> that, that's so smart. I, th I think that's you, you hit the the uh, the nail on the head with that. I think this is a huge opportunity 
you know, in particular right now, you know, there's a lot of challenges with quarantine and shutdown and a lot of anxiety from a lot of people wanting to be kind of um, on location, at least at this time, right? Where an opportunity to connect through a medium like this, where, you know, you're, um, you know, you're there and I'm here and, and uh, we have this, we still have this amazing uh, opportunity and leveraging the chamber as a conduit, right? Um, this is, I think, is is a magnificent opportunity for distribution of awareness for lots of local businesses. Um, so, first off, big time credit uh, uh, to Eileen and and the entire chamber for adopting this and having the willingness to open the chamber to to doing this, right? And and mm -hmm. and providing value to its constituency. Um, leveraging emerging technologies like this and providing value back to the customers and, you know, potentially getting businesses uh, the exposure to tens of thousands, maybe, you know, hundreds of thousands of people uh, in the immediate area and regionally and, and, and even beyond that, right? So almost every single person, well, actually every single person that watches this video, whether it's uh, live here on the chamber page or some of the partner pages that we've got up in, you know, the various areas like Pottstown and Collegeville and Limerick and all the way down to King of Prussia and Reading and uh, all the way down to Cape May really, right? So we have this opportunity to uh, bring awareness and exposure to lots of local businesses that we're interviewing, or at least that you're doing so uh, by way of of, uh, of chamber chat. And every single person that's watching this on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, they can hear, hit that share button and potentially share this to their entire audience uh, by a factor of however many people are actually watching this video. I know that sounds really nerdy and really geeky, but the fact of the matter is the reach that businesses, local businesses, local chamber, uh, you know, chamber membership uh, businesses have is extraordinary. So you started off with this amazing opportunity by bringing podcasting with, and you uh, tell us a little bit about the podcast audience in terms of, you know, the different platforms that are out there. I know it started off with podcasting, but you're on a number of different platforms just on the podcast side, let alone the video side. So talk a little bit about that. And then we'll kind of switch into, you know, what you do at the Victory Bank. Yeah, so um, so this has changed a little bit over the last few years because um, we originally started recording on a platform called Anchor. Mm -hmm. um, and for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a free app that you download where you could literally just pick your phone up and you can start recording a podcast. It is, it's that simple. Uh, you create an audio file and then you can put files together to eventually kind of make an episode. But what Anchor does for you, it actually distributes it to a number of other different channels. And again, forgive me because I've been in the audio portion of it in a while, but um, Spotify had purchased Anchor and they have done some consolidation of some channels. So, you know, at minimum, you're going to get it on Apple iTunes. You're going to get it on Google Podcasts or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor still as, as an option. Um also Spotify, I think there's Stitcher, TuneIn. Um, there's a, it's basically wherever you want to find a podcast, you're going to be able to find a chamber chat. And what was interesting you were saying before, Drew, about, um, you know, folks maybe outside of the market. I mean, when we first started this thing, we were hearing from people in Florida and Texas and down in Kentucky who were you're picking up on keywords that we were either hashtagging or that we had in the title there. So it really does. It really does have a reach. Um, again, there's there's no limit 
uh, on what that is. So um, hoping I answered your question there. You did. You did. And, and you know, when when we meant when you mention these platforms, I think I would just like to stress the enormity of these platforms. You know, Spotify is on, you know, pretty much everybody's mobile device these days. iTunes, it comes standard on all iPhones, right? And at Google Podcasts comes standard on pretty much every Android device that's out there. So the potential reach that you have when people discover your podcast is absolutely extraordinary. And I think the the immensity and the, the opportunity um, just may not be realized by everyone that might be listening or watching to this right now. Starting off with just that, and that's you know putting it lightly, you have an enormous opportunity to reach a lot of people with your voice and an opportunity to send them to your, to your websites and all your different offers and that sort of thing. And I think that is something that's pretty extraordinary that I think most people don't, uh, you may not realize, you know, the opportunity. So we would, uh, invite everyone collectively. If you are a chamber member and you would like to appear on chamber chat, reach out to us, right? Reach out and, and, and find a way to, um, you know, present your business. We would love to do that for you. And I think there's huge opportunity, uh, to bring awareness, not only just in the immediacy of the Pottstown and the tri-county area, but even beyond that as well. So if you've got customers in the region and, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, across the United States or even internationally, right? This technology, the, the, the ability to, to watch this video is not limited just to this local area. So I think this is something that, you know, I just wanted to stress a little bit, um, you know, outside of our, our immediate conversation that this is a huge opportunity for, for people to leverage the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, as a chamber member um, to, to get your word out, to get uh, just another way to get your word out, not only just to this community, but the, you know, the, the, the general area as well. So, Bill, I'd like to I'd like to transition well, a little bit. Hold on, just real quick. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add one thing before you do that. Um, yeah. I think... Um, we've seen the most success from businesses who are taking this episode and sharing it with their network. It's one thing for us to put it on this channel um, and let it live there and the, some of these other channels, but it's another thing that the business winds up promoting it. And that's where we're seeing the most success. You know, so if we interview the local pizza shop or who, whoever it is, and they put on um you know, hey, we were on Chamber Chat, check out our interview. That's where it reaches potentially even more people than rather than just showing it up, you know, showing up in their feed. Um, you know, you're getting a direct share from that business who is promoting themselves. So that's, again, I would encourage anybody to be a guest um, on here if you're nervous about being on camera. Again, you can look at Drew and I. We <laughs> we have both have faces for audio. Right, right. Um, you know, and if you're nervous about the interview portion of things, I'm happy to chat with anybody prior uh, if you feel like that's going to make you a little bit more comfortable. But I also think that you can talk to any one of our past guests and they will say, you know what, this was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So I just would encourage you to reach out to the chamber uh, and uh, ask to be a guest. Yeah, well, I, you know, speaking of your your hosting uh, of of the show, I th you have been a very gracious and welcoming uh, host to to everybody. You make everybody feel comfortable uh, throughout that process. And just to echo what you've you've mentioned, it can be a little bit nervous, uh, nerve wracking, and anxiety inducing uh, to be on camera or to at least open yourself up. 
uh, to the viewing audience. But on the other side of that equation is the opportunity to bring a heck of a lot of awareness, you know, to your business. And, you know, some of the technical and the geeky type stuff, all that stuff is being ha handled behind the scenes by us. If you've got, a, you know, earbuds or, you know, mm -hmm. a headset or something like that and a, and a computer connection, you know, internet connection, you're good to go, right? Yeah. And, and we've even had guests on who use their iPhone or their Android device and, and uh, you know, walked around their facilities and all kinds of amazing, you know, fun stuff. And um, yeah, that's the intent, right? The intent is to share awareness and bring awareness to you and your business uh, and to the community that you, your business serves and that sort of thing. And uh, just to speak to it, you've been an amazing, amazing uh, host that way. Um, Thank you. And it's no wonder that, you know, with regards to business relationships and, and that sort of thing, uh, let's transition into your role over at the Victory Bank. You've done some uh, extraordinary work and we want to recognize that, you know, you've recently gotten some some promotions and they're all well-deserved. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Victory Bank and what your role is there and, uh, you know, what people can expect from the Vic Victory Bank itself. Yeah, wow. Do you have a few hours on sure. that for that answer? Um, so I would first tell you that the uh, Victory Bank started back in 2008. Um, this was kind of like at the height of the recession. And um, it was started by two bank leaders, Joe Major and Rich Graver, and they wanted to do banking differently. They just wanted it to be different, a little bit more personal than uh, what had been going on. Um, you know, that, that was back in a time where some larger financial institutions were taking over some smaller ones. And they were really losing that personal touch. And unfortunately, that's continued over the years. Um, but Victory Bank is staying true to its word um, and really being a bank built for the community. Um, I think if you talk to anybody about Victory Bank, um, there's a lot of positivity that comes from their experiences there. Um, you know, we're not perfect as a financial institution, but we also have a lot of different benefits and you can see our, our team there. Our team's actually growing quite a bit. Um, we just got over uh, 50 employees this year uh, by hiring uh, some additional retail staff and also um, some more commercial lenders. Uh, so for those who aren't familiar with us, about I would say 80 to 90% of what we do is commercial lending or business banking. Uh, it's been a niche that we started early on in and we continue to execute on very, very well. Um, we certainly do personal banking as well. And on both personal and business side, um, we don't make banking complicated. It's not, you guys have enough to worry about with your finances. Um, we don't have to, you know, you don't have to be worried about, you know, oh, um, I have to have a direct deposit each statement cycle, or it has to be $500 to eliminate a monthly maintenance fee. Um, you don't have to use your debit card 10 times in a statement cycle. You don't have to have a savings account linked up to it. Um, look, do we appreciate all those things as a financial institution? Sure we do. Um, that helps us build our bank to be better, uh, but it's not necessary. We just wanna keep banking simple. So when I first started with the bank, uh, I was business development manager. So again, my responsibility was to work with small, medium-sized business uh, and personal clients as well to see if there was a good match for uh, the financial services and the, and the bank. Uh, that evolved into managing our institutional deposits. So those are municipalities, townships, boroughs, um, sewer authorities, really anything public monies too. So schools, libraries, that sort of thing. 
Mm -hmm. um, after about a year and change of successfully managing that so far, um, I've also now just recently taking on our director of marketing role for the bank. Wow. So Congratulations. Thank you. Um, wearing a few different hats, uh, you know, and, and in an organization like ours, you need to. Um, it's so essential that every employee do a little bit more outside of their comfort zone and outside of what their normal job responsibilities are uh, in order for us to be successful and represent the community well. So, um, you know, it's going to be a, a big task for me, but I'm up for it. Um, I feel like I'm a marketer uh, at heart. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I hope you would expect any all the good things that come from uh, the Victory Bank in the near future. That's awesome. So the Victory, the Victory Bank, where is that located? Do you have multiple branches or is it just one? Yeah, so we have the one retail location. By retail, we mean a, a branch where you can uh, transact business, um, whether you're a personal or a business customer. We also have three drive-through lanes. We actually just added a third with the pandemic. There was a lot of folks that just weren't coming into the branch and we get it. We totally get it. We want everybody to be safe, including our staff and our clients. Um, so we added a third one where you can pass some uh, larger documents. Uh, we even had a customer um, pass through a bucket full of uh, a wrapped coin for deposit into their account. So, so we know it can handle quite a bit. I mean, if it can handle like a bucket of chicken, you know, if somebody can deliver us lunch, that's no problem. There you go. Um, uh, we also have uh, what we call in the financial uh, services industry is a uh, LPO or loan producing office. So this office is located up in YMSing, okay. and um, that's helping that Reading and YMSing community with commercial lending um, solutions as well. So um, no retail branch up there, but um, it serves the community very well. You know, with electronic banking, it it's not it's not necessary that our customers. Um, you know, live or are actually in uh, the direct market that we serve. Uh, we have customers all over the place, customers up in Lehigh Valley, um, you know, come down through the 309 corridor, you come down, we're in the uh, city of Philadelphia, we're king of Prussia, we have some exposure in Exton, Westchester area, Lancaster, Reading, and then of course in Limerick, Pottstown, uh, Sanatoga, Collegeville. Uh, we, our footprint goes much further than people may think uh, you know, when you think of one retail branch location. That's amazing. And and I know that you do amazing work on the, the on the local level. Um, I know that you've been doing some, um, you know, some business type of events and that sort of thing right at that particular branch in the past until, you know, COVID and the quarantine and all that kind of stuff uh, kind of hit hard. So I want to touch on both of those as well. And I know you're probably pressed for some time, but I know that you've done a tremendous amount of work with the whole PPP situation and you're also doing uh, your business series and that sort of thing. Um, tell us a little bit about the business, um, the business series that I think you've got something coming up relatively soon and mm -hmm. how people might be able to find and participate in something like that. And uh, maybe touch a little bit upon you know, the whole experience with the whole PP loan process and how uh, instrumental the Victory Bank was in that. Yeah, so I'll talk about the PPP first. So um, for those who aren't aware, the Victory Bank is an SBA approved PPP lender. We're also SBA approved too. So even past this PPP, we are approved to, to lend. Um, you know, our first round we did, um, if I remember the numbers correctly, almost 70 million and uh, wow. 550 applications. Wow. Um, affecting roughly 800 local jobs. Wow. 
So 800 local jobs. So these were people that were able to stay employed because they could come to Victory Bank and get lending that was necessary for the business to continue. So we are remarkably proud of the work that we did um, in the first round. I mean, when I told you it, take, it took a team, it took a team to really put all this together. Um, we were dealing with unprecedented loan volume, something that we had not been built for. Um, but individually, each of us were built to understand how to serve the customer, how to make things happen. And we adjusted how we need to adjust it. And, and we made it happen. And I know there's other financial institutions out there that did the same thing. Um, but for, for an organization this small, it was a Herculean task. And I have to say, as a team, we executed it uh, very well. Well, congratulations, and that's 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 extraordinary work inside you know this this local area. Eight hundred jobs is magnificent. Eighteen hundred. I'm sorry, how many? Eighteen hundred. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I said eight hundred. So it's eighteen hundred. That's that's yeah. extraordinary, and you probably touched a lot of lives that way. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the second round, we continue to lend. Uh, th this round is not as hectic as the first round. But what we are seeing is some complications that are um, some folks have not submitted their application for forgiveness. So we're jockeying the forgiveness applications along with the uh, um, origination for a second draw PPP. So things are starting to overlap a little bit and, um, you know, feel like it's, uh, I don't, again, it's not as hectic, but I feel like the, the volume is, is probably on par with the first round. But um, I can get you updated numbers, but we're already halfway to what we, we did last time for the first round. So extraordinary. Um, we're, we're also hearing that there still are plenty of funds available. So again, there's not that um, sense of urgency by businesses right now to uh, jump in. And again, that's why we're not seeing the volume. But um, but again, if, if anyone's interested in learning more about it or want to have a further discussion about it, I'm, I'm happy to chat with them or connect them with somebody uh, in our team who can. So that's awesome. Then, so what's, the, what's the best way to reach out to the Victory Bank? Yeah, so um, you can reach out to info at victorybank.com. That's probably the easiest. I mean, you can reach me by email. It's B and then VTLO at victorybank.com. But again, if you just email info and just let it reference that you uh, you know saw this uh, chamber chat or you wanted to speak with me directly, uh, the message will get to me. They, they send me stuff all the time. So um, so we're good there. And then I want to answer your second one was, uh, you know, it was back in the beginning of 2019. I was trying to get my timing right there. Back at the beginning of 2019, where I, I, I had this vision of just bringing people in the community into Victory Bank. Um, they could be client of ours. They didn't have to be client of ours. I, clients of ours just wanted them to be part of the community space that we built. So I started the Victory Bank business series. And this was an opportunity uh, for folks to attend and listen to subject matter experts in their respected fields and how that could better their business practices. So we've had a number of guests on there. We've had somebody who's uh, spoken about island marketing. We've had a leadership discussion um, we've had tax conversations. We've, I, I can't even list them all. I, there was some other ones too that uh, process improvement was another one. So we had about a dozen of them and then the pandemic uh, hit <laughs> early 2020. So we took some time over 2020, regrouped a little bit, and now we actually have our next one is going to be February 18th, which is uh, next week. 
uh, and it's basically going to be navigating tax issues during a pandemic. So we have Dan Nickersher from um, RKL LLP. He's a partner and also small business uh, consultant. He's going to be providing our businesses uh, information on how to deal with taxes during the pandemic. And believe me, there's many. <laughs> so this is a man who, again, who's a subject matter expert. Um, you know, we just don't have a fly by night person coming in here. Um, Dan knows what he's talking about. So I would encourage uh, folks to attend there. If they do want to attend, you can uh, RSVP, just, you know, drop your name and say you'd like to attend, drop it and say uh, RSVP at victorybank.com. I love that. Uh, not only are you doing amazing work on the banking side of it, but you're also, you know, providing a tremendous resource of value from other types of business interests uh, within the community, uh, previously on location. And then now you're probably doing this, a lot of this stuff virtually, which is uh, amazing until all this, uh, stuff goes away and we can all, you know, uh, gather safely again. I'm sure you'll be opening up your community room again, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Bill, I know we're, we're a little pressed for time, but before that, before we end this interview, I'd love to get into uh, you know your uh, a little bit of your uh, hobby and interest. I know that you are a photographer. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you talk uh, a little bit about that? And uh, I'm going to bring up uh, your your screen if that's okay with you. I'm going to bring uh -oh. up your website. Uh -oh, and, uh, what do you got? <laughs> I'm going to show some pretty amazing pictures that you were able to attend. You know, what's your affinity for photography? You know, what kind of photography do you like to do? And so, I know uh, outside of your your banking responsibilities, your community building, your marketing, and of course your responsibilities for Chamber Chat as a host, you've got this amazing talent. Yeah, uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, where do I find time to do it all? Right, <laughs> that's that's my point. Yeah, I I don't I don't know either to be honest with you. But so so photography for me, I'll be honest with you. When I was younger, I was never into photography. Um, I was always creative. I feel like as an individual, um, a creative thinker and and kind of coming up with things. But what really struck me was the um, digital photography. And I bought an old point and shoot back in 2000 and just wanted to just start taking some images and seeing what I can do. And I love the fact that it was, that was immediate and I could delete a picture and start over if I wanted to. Uh, and then I got into um, really understanding shutter speed, um, aperture, ISO, like that sort of thing. And I really gravitated towards like nature and landscape photography. It was a lot of um, a lot of visits to national parks. We've been to I think eighteen or nineteen now. Wow! Um, so a lot of what you're looking at there are um, some images from the Great Smoky Mountains, I believe, if I, my memory serves. Um, but that that really is is my genre. There, I've I have branched out in some other things. I've done some portraits for some folks before. Um, I've even gotten into some uh, miniature photography that um, is keeping me occupied during the uh, cold winter months. Sure. But um, this is uh, when I do photography, it's a it's a time for me to kind of <clears throat> I don't want to say escape, but it's a time for me to escape. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity for me to tap into that creative side and um, and and share my images or, or my um, interpretation of that image with everybody or whoever, whoever wants to see it. I, I do have an Instagram account as well. What's uh, that? It has a, uh, it's, it's, uh, at the VT photography, all one word. 
And, um, you know, that has some of my more current stuff and I post a little bit more frequently there that my website is, is one where, you know, has more archived images from the national parks, uh, and that sort of thing. Are you able to bring it up sometimes? Okay. There you go. Yep. Yeah. I highly recommend everybody uh, go and follow Bill. I, I really like your eye. Uh, I've been really impressed. I think you had a, an image of a fox in the snow, if I'm not mistaken. I thought that was an amazing, it was a fox, right? Yeah. So, all right. So if you, can you bring that, uh, can you bring up the Instagram account? Would you mind? Yeah, let me see if I can do that while you talk. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story of it. So um, I happen to live close to a, 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 an open field here and have witnessed this fox over the last, um, whatever, how many years it is at, at this point, almost 10 years, nine years, maybe. Um, you know, occasionally, and I don't know if it's the same Fox, it might be part of the family or you know, whatever. Um, so I've witnessed this Fox just go back and forth and I'm just like, I need an image of this Fox in the worst way. And they can be the most skittish animals. They don't like interactions with humans. Um, you know, any type of movement, they're very, very, they have very, very acute hearing. Um, yeah, that's it. So if you scroll down a little bit, you'll, um, you'll see the uh, images of the foxes, but um, so, you know, I wanted an image in the worst way. And I actually also wanted an image of the fox in the snow. So there was one day here, I, I kind of tell the story a little bit there, but uh, there's one day it, it started to snow. And I said, you know what? I, I know he comes out during the snowstorm. I also know he comes out towards the end of the day. So let me go down and I, I dress myself in all like um, lighter color clothes. So I kind of blended in with the environment a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I hunkered down in between uh, a tree and a larger uh, bush that is on the border of my property, just to act as a, almost as a, like a blind. So the fox doesn't see me. And, and he was just roaming around there. And I took every opportunity to snap images and it just was, it was the moment for me. And, uh, you know, they say, you know, some people might say, wow, like, how do you get these images? You must, you, you know, you must be, um, you know, so lucky and whatever. And, you know, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I prepared myself for the image. I knew my camera settings. I knew what I needed to wear. I needed what environment I was. Um, and then the opportunity presented itself you know, he came, he came out. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's finally the image that I had wanted all these years, um, you know, on my property and, and there he was. So, but I get around the different areas. If you scroll down there a little bit more, I get around the different areas in the community and kind of take one off. That's one from Jake's flea market. The dolphin there is from uh, Cape May. Wow. You got, uh, that's amazing. Look, I didn't even see that one. That's incredible. yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother story. But um, you know, the wood pile there is from uh, um, crow's nest preserve, which is part of the natural lands. Uh, so, um, you know, I get a chance. That's a farm near me with the cow. Uh, that's French, uh, French Creek state park is where some of those fall pictures were taken on a nice, you know, foggy morning. Oh, that's beautiful. Look at this. Yeah. So, um, so there's a lot of images to, uh, to go through there. So yeah, please give me a, I appreciate you giving me a follow just to kind of keep up with, with things. I don't, um, you know, I don't actively market it like, you know, I'm selling prints or anything. I just uh, I just want to share it with the community and and hope they would enjoy it. So that's incredible. I love the moon moon shots. I need to learn how to how to take better shots of the moon. Yeah, the moon. Yeah, mine always come out as as a little 
white smudge. <laughs> and uh, well, so you let's go. We'll go into the technical thing just for a moment. Um, you know why it comes out as a white smudge, right? No, I have no idea. The moon's always moving. There you go. It's always moving. So yeah, you really have to shoot it at a shutter speed of like one two fiftieths of a second uh, with the right ISO setting and the right uh, aperture there. Um, and that's what most of most of the times you'll you'll never get the moon in that with like um, blue skies. You always have to under the underexpose the moon in some regard because of what's around it and and the fact that it is spinning. So um, there you go. Shorter shutter speed, the better. I think uh, you might have a photography course uh, somewhere inside here. You might be able to go out there and and, and teach uh, photography. You know, you know, don't 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 think I haven't thought about it. Like I always wanted to start some sort of uh, maybe camera club or photo walk um, in town. Just an opportunity for um, you know fellow photographers to get together, share you know passion for the craft, and um, again just um, be positive contributions to the community. So that's so awesome. Well, Bill, I've taken enough of your time today. Um, I could go on and on and on about your photography and all the amazing work that you're doing, both for the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce and the Victory Bank and all the other cool stuff that you're doing inside the community. Uh, let's wrap things up. I'm gonna let I'm gonna pass it back over to you because you're such the pro. Uh, let's thank our sponsors and everybody else that's tuned in today. And you know, hey, if you're watching this and you find some value here with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce and you want to be a guest. I'm going to pass over to Bill to let you know how you might be able to be a future guest of Bill's and learn. Uh, maybe we can learn a little bit more about your businesses uh, inside the Pottstown and Tri-County area. And now we can get the word out about your business as well. So, Bill, thanks for being a guest of your show today. No, th yeah. Thank. Well, thank me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, thank you for taking the time. Drew. And thanks to the audience for listening too. I know this did run a little bit more, but uh I, I'm very passionate about the things I do. So, um, yeah, Eileen says they're a walking chamber chat. Absolutely. Why not? Right. <laughs> so, but thanks once again for tuning into this episode. Again, I would encourage anybody who does want to be a guest to please reach out to us at podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. If you'd like to reach me, feel free to send a message via email to info at victorybank.com. I'm happy to connect with you. Um, even if you have no banking business and you just want to connect, I'm happy to do that. I actually had somebody reach out the other week and said, hey, you said to reach out. So I'm reaching out. And I said, that's what it's there for. So, so I yeah, no problem with connecting. But um, Drew, awesome. my, thanks, my thanks to you for doing all the behind the scenes. And you are um, an excellent producer as always. So thank you. You got it, Bill. Let's thank our sponsors too. And then we'll wrap things up. Yep. Thank you once again to our 2021 mission and vision partners, our MVPs. Take a look at them there on the screen. They have been kind enough to donate um, their time and their efforts to making this chamber better and making this programming better for you. So thank you once again to our 2021 MVPs for the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com.